three, two, one. Welcome back to the first AT Talks in this whole week. Um, I think Eli is joining us. He'll get in here eventually. But I'm here with Ed. Ed, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a loaded question. Um, just, I don't want to say bored, but isolated. Yeah, the uh, the last time we talked about the current world event, I, yeah. I joked in every video that the world was on fire and athletics were on fire. And uh, yeah. here we are one week later and the world is still on fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's getting any better. <laughs> we just heard the rest of our school year is done. Mm -hmm. um, everything's going to be online. No graduation ceremonies. So no seniors are walking. Um, so it's just a very tough time for them. Um, I'm still supposed to be reporting for work, but with my son not being in daycare, my wife's a veterinarian, so she's still, she's considered essential staff. Mm -hmm. So uh, starting tomorrow, I believe Vermont has a uh, stay home, um, stay at home order, except for essential staff. <coughs> Excuse me. So she'll still be going into work. I don't know if she's going to have any changes, but yeah, I had the uh, mindset that I'd watch my son all day. She'd get home. I'd sit at the computer, get the paperwork that I want to get done done. And it's just not happening as much as I'd like. Um, let, let me tell you what I did today from eight to noon. I had, yeah, today, I had today off so I didn't have to work and I sat on my phone all six inches of phone for four hours from eight to noon watching the stock market go up and down i was just i was just talking with my lacrosse coach i'm like what do you think would be a great stock to invest in right now i don't do stocks i don't pay attention to them i'm learning i'm so isn't by fire with my cash so he just goes dave and busters he goes your year high has been 59 dollars a share drop down to 10 and it's like, no, as soon as COVID-19, that whole stay at home order lifts, people are going to flock to those type of places and just go nuts. Well, as you, can, you, you, can really, you can buy almost anything right now because it's all cheap across the board. Yeah. Everything's down a good 30 to 50%. Yeah. Um, the only things that aren't down are like Amazon and Walmart and uh, maybe Microsoft and a couple insurance things, but almost yeah. everybody's down. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if I was ever invested, it wouldn't be a lot. I'd just be like, hey, let's see what this does. <laughs> and like put in like $100, you know, so I wouldn't buy much, but well, still. I'm definitely, I'm learning about it because I've been monkeying around um, yeah. the last couple of weeks with dollars yeah. and it's really nerve wracking. It's really scary. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Eli? Eli? He's connecting. Oh, we testing, 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 testing. Hey, we got you. Nice. All, all that we what? talked about so far is what we did today. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> was that pretty much nothing or rehabs? No, no. So uh, Mine was not killing my 10-month-old son. Yeah. Ed's <laughs> at home, and I was at home watching the stock market today. Dude, I love it. I watched that literally all day every day. Yeah. So. No, I, we were just saying my lacrosse coach and I were just – we were joking around, like, what should we invest in? And he goes, Dave and Busters. 
they everything's on sale right now. If you yeah. guys are into that, that's what uh, I was telling Ed. Like, well, knowing my luck, I'll invest in something like I'll like I'll go all in, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, we're going bankrupt." <laughs> That'll be my luck. Yeah, and I'll go to zero. You're like, yeah. well, guys, I just lost ten grand. I'm gonna drive into a lake now. Yeah. Well, that's like like I said, if I was to ever invest, I'd start with just a hundred dollars because I'm not anything crazy. But yep, yep. Lose it if that's, I lose that's... it. Oh well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of where I started. I started in the stock market about uh, about five years ago, and I started out with like about a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks, and then I've just kind of yeah added more money since. But like like it's obviously like it's of course like anything that goes to zero, like it's it's fine. I I make sure I have my emergency savings on the exactly. side, and then like yeah. all my play money is in there for times like this, which is perfect. So like mm. you know if I were to like lose my job tomorrow, like it's not the end of the world. I've, I've got some money saved where I can make do for a little while, but yeah. Yeah. I have to say, when people get screwed and they're like, take their savings and they're like, throw it in the stock market. I'm like, don't do it. It's terrible. Yeah. Now do you use like a service like E-Trade or anything like that? Or yeah, I actually, well, I started with Robinhood um, just cause it was free mm-hmm. uh, with no commissions trading. That, and that's then what I, I currently use to, cause I'm a rookie. Oh, it's great. Starting out, it's perfect. Like perfect, perfect, perfect. And then I only recently moved over into uh, Charles Schwab just because now I'm just dealing with a lot more money than I was before. And with Robinhood, you, you only get up to, there's some drawbacks. Like you can only get up to a thousand dollars in trading a day of instant trading. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to kind of link a, a bank account to it so I could instantly transfer back and forth. and. Um, but Robinhood's a great place to to start. But a lot of banks now, because of Robinhood, have started to go commissions free now. Like a lot of them do offer free stock market trading now because of Robinhood. So that's yeah. been pretty much a pretty sweet deal. So now, is anybody here doing traditional athletic training services? No, I am not. I'm not not till next week. Okay. So what have you guys been doing for um, like? really started unfolding about what 10 to 12 days ago so what have you guys been doing then well for me, i've just been like i said my wife's still working eight nine hours a day so i have my son so keeping him alive <laughs> which i was on paternity leave three months ago and he was a lot different back then he would sit still <laughs> now he's crawling everything so i'm chasing him around the house um but those, those have been my days. And like I said um, earlier, I was really hoping my wife would get home around like five or six. I get on the computer, do some update, some injury reports, do some emails. And that's just not really happening because by the time she gets home, I'm just, I'm gassed. I have to cook dinner because she takes care of Desmond. That's my son's name. Um, when she gets home, it's like, well, someone has to cook dinner. So I'll cook dinner clean. And then it's bedtime by like 10 o'clock <laughs> over the next day. So just kind of hamster wheeling it right now. What about you, Eli? Is your, um, well, I've just been, so uh, we were we were on spring break last week, uh, which we usually don't get it because I was working with the baseball team. So I guess like normally it would have been baseball, but because it was spring break, we all essentially just had a, an actual spring break where we just shut the whole campus down. And then as of today, 
we, you know, we had a staff meeting this morning actually to talk about plans moving forward. Uh, I've just been kind of self quarantined, just hanging out, um, you know, just kind of working on stuff at, at home, uh, finance, uh, real estate research, video games, talking to people, um, just really doing a lot of that, really not, not too much uh, going out. And then starting next week, I'll be allowed to, I only have a handful of rehabs, but we're going to be basically doing one-on-one -on -one rehab. So we're only going to be working like a few hours a day, really. Like it's like come in, rehab, you know, a couple of athletes and even all the post-op patients that we have are getting like referred out to outpatient care. Like they don't want us um, having like that many people in the training room. So we're going to be like super limited for an undisclosed amount of time. Um, so yeah, going to be spending a lot of time just sort of uh, kind of game plan in the summer. What about you? Let's see. So, well, um, my daytime J, uh, daytime job, which I work for the hospital, but it's two separate kind of jobs. The first one is I'm in the concussion clinic where we only see concussion patients. And then the okay. second one is the high school. The high school's closed, it's shut for the foreseeable future. So that's out. And I was just removed from the concussion clinic. We have two doctors. One, one of them is here Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So the full-time people will be with him. And I'm usually with the supplemental doctor on Tuesday, but she is immunocompromised. So she is no longer seeing patients. So I have no need to be here. So what work has done, there's three hospitals, um, three big hospitals, and then there's a lot of little outpatient things. They yeah. have put the 30 or so athletic trainers for the company at the entrances of the hospitals to do medical screenings. So a couple of times a week, we are the frontline medical screener for uh, employees, for any kind of patient appointments, and then very, very, very few visitors that we let in. So that's, that's what I'm doing here and there, but it's only three to four to maybe five times a week. Man. I mean, it's, I mean, at least you guys are, I mean, obviously it's good. You guys are both getting paid still, right? Like checks are still coming in. You're obviously still. Yeah. Doing stuff at yeah. Well. Cause I, I'm going to be using some PTO, um, but our HR just, or our union rep just told us to start um, being specific with our, our uh, input with like, instead of just saying sick time, putting COVID-19 sick time, because I think it's one of those you're just preparing in case like after everything's said and done, the reason I'm taking it is because there's no daycare because all daycares in the state of Vermont had to close down. So that's kind of out of our yeah. control. So it might be one of those, like it, whatever we declare as because of COVID-19, we might get that back. I, that's my assumption. It wasn't really explained. So, yeah, I'm paid luckily. Um, like I said, we're still, my coworkers are still going in cleaning inventory. I was able to go in for about five hours last week and one of our storage closets was a disaster. So I cleaned it all out, took inventory, put that in. So we are catching up on all that stuff, getting, getting, getting ahead of it before we have to put in our bids for the summer. Uh, <coughs> um, working on revamping our PPEs uh, for the athletes. Um, I'm, I'm going to be working on our EAP eventually as well. So there's plenty of stuff to do. It's just finding the time to do it. Me personally. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's another thing I want to be inventory. There, I'm gonna. There's no really inventory system here where I'm at. And <laughs> that's what nice. I did all Monday and Tuesday. Nice. They are really guys, and they are ready to go. That. They're beautiful. That's yeah. awesome. You remember seeing you uh, on Twitter with all that, like putting that together and stuff, and getting people to share. Yeah, dude, I, I was calling people. I was challenging people in a friendly competition way. I wanted to win, of course, because I'm competitive. But what happened is, I was like, "You send me your EAP, you send me your PMP, and I'll decide if I win or not." And and instead of people sending me that stuff, they just started asking me for mine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you piss anyone off? Oh, not, I probably I, I probably make people mad every dude. When you tweet like fifteen times a day, and it's like whatever you're thinking, and I'm a sarcastic, snarky kind of person, you you just immediately turn people the wrong way. And I don't even do it. I thought that's. Like, I thought being sarcastic and snarky was a job qualification for athletic trainers. No, it's not. <laughs> not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. <laughs> no. I'm learning that little by little. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's funny. Like, I'm not even on social media as much. I mean, I think I tweeted it the other day. It's like my son's sleeping on my chest for two hours. I have time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, whenever I'm on Twitter, it's like all these people are doing all this stuff, like reaching out to their athletes, doing Zoom rehabs with their athletes. I'm like, how come everyone seems to have their stuff together and I'm just like sitting here doing absolutely nothing like i feel like a terrible athletic trainer and then like all these other athletic trainers like you tom working in the hospital setting working at the hospitals it's like i'd love to volunteer and help on the front lines because you hear how like some places how dire they are i just think it's going to grow but like with my son being premature he's immunocompromised Mm -hmm. Uh, we were told like be careful until he's about two when that should kind of go away so it's like i my wife and i are petrified to go anywhere way in hell I'm going to be near a hospital unless I absolutely have to be there for, for an injury that's for myself. So I just kind of feel like worthless right now. No, I mean, don't be, I honestly, like, um, if, like for me, like I've literally been cooped up indoors, like mm-hmm. athletic training wise, like I've meant like during spring break, a lot of my athletes were gone anyway. But mm-hmm. I hardly did anything, like anything athletic training related at all. And like I'm only like this week gonna maybe start doing some stuff, touch base with a couple of guys and rehabs and things like that. But you do you, man. Like Donna, don't worry about like what other people are doing. Like oh, honestly, I know. that's just a recipe for disaster. Like Oh, I know. But like I I'm in that situation where like I do have a couple athletes I should reach out to and I just like I can't get to it. <laughs> Like by the time I go to sit down, I was like, no, I just, it's not in my day, even though I'm sitting around just really not doing anything. It's like, like the last thing I do is I could pull up my, my email on my phone and do it. And I just don't. Well, you're definitely not alone. There's, there's a lot of athletic trainers all over Twitter. Cause I see it every day that are having identity crises right now because they have no idea who they are outside of athletics and they don't know what to do with their lives and they're bored yeah. and they're quarantined and they don't feel like they make an impact and they don't feel like they have value. Yeah. And I think it's like, crazy. Yeah. Well, like if my wife, if my wife was also home, it'd be easier because like I could do yard work. So like the thing was like all last week, it was nice sunny days, but a little on the chillier side. So I don't want to bring my son out. So it's like my, so like I'm just sitting there 
And it's like, I just wasted a day where I could have like gotten a bunch of yard work done. <laughs> it's just like nothing's getting accomplished. What in the world? <clears throat> Can we talk about this unrealistic expectation of value and impact athletic trainers put on themselves? Where we're never good enough? Yeah, that's all mine. I that's how I feel. I the only person that sees that? No, I, that's exactly how I feel right now. Like I always feel like I, be better. Nope. I, I mean, maybe when I was younger, but definitely not now. Like, definitely not now. I mean, then it, it just, like, for me, the difference is, is just, you know, like, realizing, like, even now when we have all this, like, downtime, like, we've just, there's just, there's been so much work done on the front end that we forget about. I think like we kind of put things in, like, we kind of put things in the back of our minds. Like it's what we're, you know, what we're supposed to do. Like there just, there's a lot of things that, um, it's going to sound like a bad way of putting it. Like, I mean, we deserve the downtime. We deserve it. And we shouldn't feel guilty for it. You know what I mean? But so many people feel guilty for it. And I'm like, we shouldn't like at all. I don't, yeah. like, I used to, I used to feel a hundred percent. I used to be that guy. Like I used to be that guy where my, my, I would fake going home and then go back in the training room, like, and then get some work done, stay there till like 11 PM instead of leaving at like seven or 8 PM when I was supposed to, like, yeah. I would just, I was just like, I pretend to leave and then go back. Like that was like my first, my first year. Um, and I don't know why, but like, it was just something to prove, I guess myself or prove to other people that we can, I can do it. But it, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to prove. It's just a matter of like, you know, knowing what's, you're not going to finish everything in one day and knowing how to kind of balance, be efficient and still have maintained good relationships between the staff and the players and the athletes. And it's, I was, I was getting better at that, especially this year, but then I was on paternity leave for two months and I didn't feel bad at all. Like I didn't feel undervalued. Everyone was on board. Everyone understood. Everyone was accepting, which was very fortunate. Um, but then we come back shortened year. So now like, still supposed to be going into work and with my situation, I can't. So not only do I feel bad, I, I don't feel bad for missing that time November, December, but now it's like, now I'm gone. Half of March could be all of April, could be all of May when a lot of, when my coworkers are still going in, not as much as they usually do, but I like being there when they're there for that team aspect. Cause I don't want to feel like I'm not a part of the team and I'm not kind of carrying my weight. Um, just because I've been there the longest out of everyone. Um, so like a lot of times when people have questions that my boss can't answer if he's not there, they kind of go to me and it's like, well, I don't know what Steve would, my boss would say, but this is what we've done in the past. So let's try this. If he doesn't like it, he'll just let us know. Um, we're like, I'm afraid of getting to it, coming back and be like, what the hell happened <laughs> while I was gone? Like this could have all been avoided if I had just been able to come in. So I'm definitely having FOMO right now. See, but the thing with that is like, yeah, it would have been like avoided in those situations, but then there's no learning or growing opportunities for like other people. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I know sometimes and that kind of like dives into the whole, like sometimes it's, we got to do things ourselves 
mm-hmm. in order to get it done the way that we wanted and get it done right. But like, yeah. I just, I, I, I like to talk with my hands. Yeah. You haven't learned this by now. We've done like yeah. together. Yeah. No, but um, but you know, it's it's down to like you know just um. But you know, being okay knowing that it might not get done exactly the way that it's supposed to, and the yeah. way that you want it, or somebody else wants it, or whatever the case may be. But it's okay if it's done not up to those like standards, but then giving the people involved some of like the experience, the long, the the knowledge, and like that fear of or not the fear, the experience of failure. Um, oh yeah. If you will, you know what I mean? And so like, even though like some of those situations may not have panned out that well, there's a silver, yeah. silver lining to it that I think it's important to kind of just keep in, in perspective, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like I'm missing out at all. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys my perspective. All right. This is the same Let's thing for me as it would have been in June or it would have been for half of July. Because I'm at a high school and we're not doing anything in those months. We're not doing anything now. So I am refilling my batteries. And if we come back this spring, I'm going to crush it. And if we don't come back this spring and we come back this summer, I'm going to crush it. We're going to crush it either either way. So I, I don't see why so many people online are so upset. Uh, like, like, I love my kids. I care for my kids. I would do anything for them. But I'm not sitting at home all, you know, like mopey and sad and pouting like, I can't go into the athletic training room today and I feel terrible. Like, I don't know. See, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, you can go, Eli. And, and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm literally in the same exact boat. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying you're mopey or anything, Ed. I just, I'm seeing a lot of that on the on Twitter. Yeah, no, for, for me, where, where I'm mopey is the fact that like, for about 10 straight days, I haven't seen anyone outside my son and my wife. I'm a social butterfly, so I need to see people. Like, I go for drives just to get out of the house because I feel cooped up. Because, like, in the summers when I'm not working, it's like I have projects that I do. Like, I keep myself busy. I'm not, like, I don't feel like I'm keeping myself stimulated enough just making sure my son doesn't crawl down the basement stairs, um, which is obviously very important. Don't let your child do that. But it's like, there's, I need to do something else. Like I'm busy, but not a busy that I like. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and I think it's good. You know, I think it, it, it's good in a sense that like, you know, it, it does force us to, kind of adapt a little bit you know what I mean because it's I know like during the summertime like when you do get downtime you're like oh here are my normal things that I can do but Mm -hmm. now with this unique situation it kind of you know forces you to sort of be really creative in in kind of managing your time and 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 kind of how you go about you know handling it and you're like okay well what is it can't like so these are these are the things I look I am a social butterfly I need this x y and z (laughs) However, yeah. you've got now these boundaries set and you're like, okay, well, now how do I, how do I satisfy yeah. those needs working around the restrictions given, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, you know, whether that's, you know, whether it's just this books, knitting, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, um, it just kind of, I think it, it'll kind of just force you to, to, to kind of be creative, you know? And I think, you know, just, you know, kind of spending yeah. time just even thinking about it, not necessarily worrying about it, but thinking of, 
yeah um you know ideas and things to kind of cope with it um or yeah. things to rise you know, substitute you just summarize rehab it's like how can we do the things we need to do giving the restrictions that we have to get this athlete better yeah yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Same yeah. concept, but just now we're applying that to life. Yeah. 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 Well, I even think to myself, if it was just 10 to 15 degrees warmer, I could bring my son outside and we could be outside, <laughs> you know, like, so it's just like kind of restricted by that too. But I'm ready for warm weather. I'm really tired of the cold. We got six inches of snow last night. Uh, it snowed a couple of days ago. Uh, I think Sunday. We're we got uh, like an inch, oh, inch or two. Anyway. Yeah, what are you in down there or something? Whatever. Southern Utah. Southern Utah. There you go. It's like, so we're like in the 70s and wow. sunny. I, I didn't want to rub it in, but. <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, oh, man. It's 8 o'clock here. It's dark. <laughs> it's 7.20 here. It's dark. <laughs> yeah, see, we're still at, we're at 6.20. We still have like another 40 minutes of about an hour of sunlight yeah yeah but not, i've been running into a lot like a lot of a lot of a lot of friends of my athletic trainer are going like stir crazy but they're like how you been doing and i was like thomas i'm i'm right there with you i'm i'm like i've been good like i mean great yeah handling it fine like i i like i'm honestly i've somehow managed to keep myself busy even though i've been home for over a week now i'm like it really hasn't felt that way i've just every day it's just always Mm-hmm. kind of working on something um yeah. and then the day kind of goes by pretty quick and yeah i'm just trying to pick up different interests and you know craft other skills like just cooking my own meals and just having fun cooking or learning about the stock market or doing uh a really crappy at home workout program with uh one resistance band because you can't go to the gym like that's that's fine. I'll find other things to do and other things to learn. And I'll take this time to just relax and veg out. Yeah. See where, where my mindset has to change is like, when it gets to be like 6 PM, it's like, Oh, my day winds down. But for me, that's when my day should be winding up. So like when my wife does get home, it's one of those, like I should do A, B, C, D and E. And by the time she gets home, it's like, I don't know where to start. And then I just shut down. Like I don't get anything done. Cause I'm just like, I'm so overwhelmed with what I wanted to get done today that I can't just pick one thing that I should value over the others. So then I just sit around like today she got home. I was like, I'm anxious because I had a list in my head of everything I wanted to do. Yeah. And I've done nothing. <laughs> and then further getting into that, that will just continue going and going and going and, so I'm always like, one tomorrow, more. tomorrow I'll figure it out. But that, no. Just nope. pick one it thing. Work. It doesn't work. The three second rule. You got the three second rule inside your head. You got to like, you know, just say yes and go for it within like three seconds. Otherwise you're yeah. more likely just to keep putting it off and not do it. Exactly. You're like, oh, I need, to, I need to knock this task off. Just before yeah. you can even come up with all these excuses, just start. And even if you don't finish it, Wow. Yeah. Just yeah, pick one thing, whatever that is. If it's something, that, yeah, anything. That was that was my Sunday. My Sunday was just very like, a get it done. B get it done. I got I got a ton done too. I was pumped. But like that was the only day where I felt like felt like that. So the good news is, is you're in control of it. 
That's true. All right, I'm gonna keep talking about other things I'm noticing on Twitter. And that is, is that you guys have too much free time and stop tagging me and all this stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that, and then Instagram with the freaking push-up challenge. If I see another person doing a push-up, I'm going to jump off a cliff. What, what's the push-up challenge? Um, I got tagged in that yesterday. One of my, one of my athletes tagged me in it and I, I responded. I was like, hell no. I put out my story. I put, <laughs> yes. I put the story he did. I was like, Hell no, because it was a 25 <laughs> challenge. The 25 push-up challenge. I'm like, I'm lucky if I can do 10. Is anybody counting? I'm not doing this. I got you. I got you. Nice. Good form. <laughs> Luckily, the one I got tagged, there's only 10 push-ups. Yeah, no, there's a 25. There's a 30. No, there was like... There you go, Tom. I think that was 25. So I nominate yeah, was... Big Ed and the no. Eli... To do the challenge, I did. <laughs> I just did ounce, it yesterday, but sixteen ounce bicep curl. That's all I'm doing. Where am I gonna do all these push-ups? I don't even know how to. Hey man, I trained today with one resistance band attached to my, you know, fridge. <laughs> but, uh, oh man! No, I've been tagged in the push-up challenge. Show a picture of your dog challenge, <laughs> the AT game face, um, which I actually like that one. And that was that was that was Eli's. Yeah, I like that one. That was the best one. Um, <laughs> what else? There's another random one. I'm just like, oh my god, I, there's just too <sighs> nice. People are too bored. Yeah, seriously, way too much time on our hands, all of us. So. <laughs> hey Ed, you better smack out those push-ups. Let's go. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> All right, you know what? Instead of push-ups, you can do burpees instead. <laughs> yeah, okay. You Turkish want... get-ups with your son. Dude, I, I told my parents the other day, <laughs> after three days of being home with him because he is so busy, like you hold him and he wants to like jump out of your arms. My elbow hurt like it used to after I used to pitch when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, jeez. You just left some mice on that. <laughs> yeah. Ice is for drinks. We've discussed that. 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, ice, and uh, strip a strip of tape will fix that. <laughs> um, what about – would STEM help too? Um, <laughs> yes. STEM with an E will 100% work. But no it. But, but rehab has been shown not to fix any problems. Um, I want to let you know that all my ATC friends, <sighs> dude, I hate when people put that in a tweet. It's AT. It's not ATCs. It's ATs. I've gotten so much better at that. See, I'm ranting again. See? I'm an ATC, but. You're Wojnikiewicz, comma, ATC. Yeah. What order does it go? Is it LAT first, licensure first? Licensure for okay. Without licensure, you can't practice unless you're working in Cali, right? So, <laughs> or Utah. There, the state's crazy. I know everyone, everyone wants that bill to pass to get, but I was, for the record, when I was at least for California, when I was out there, it was kind of nice because we essentially could do whatever we wanted. Like, like so, I got I'm certified in dry needling, and I could dry needle in California. Because there's yeah. no licensure. So I could, but PTs couldn't. And so 
now that I'm in Utah, I can't draw needle because we have state licensure that doesn't let me do that. But uh, yeah. I'm 100% sure you can do that in Indiana. Like, I think in Vermont, you can. I don't know. I don't know. Practice. practice act. It's about two sentences, and it's like, as an athletic trainer, you can perform anything that's manual, like equipment, heat, electricity. Like, it's just the most. Oh my goodness! Sake. <laughs> like, I can do that. That falls in mechanical. I'm good. Well, that's just that's like awesome. that's just like. Oh, you can work under the direction of a doctor. It's like. My team doctor gives us so many standing orders. It's amazing. Like, oh, how can you do that? My doctor gave me a standing order. I can do it. <laughs> you can work under a chiropractor here. You are? No, you can. Oh, yeah, same here. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. It is because, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking to start a Twitter war. Too late. Already started. You know what? Nobody watches these anyway, so – um yeah, just I'm not a fan. Someday the, the people will. <laughs> We're here for I'm them. Gonna, I'm actually just gonna start going on Twitter. I'm just gonna be like at Tom Burkowski said, "Chiropractors suck." <laughs> uh, that's funny, <laughs> Tom. Yesterday when you were like, I saw a Twitter notification like that someone like at you, and then you got all nervous like, uh, immediately. Yeah. screenshot and i'm the first tweet in the screenshot i'm like oh man someone thinks i said something the wrong way and they're about to blast me (laughs) like that just a couple days ago my my friend hannah and i are joking we're both very sarcastic having lots of fun and um she's like i need to stop eating i'm gonna get the covid 25 pounds (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, nice. here's a picture of me rolling in the work, and it was Violet uh, um, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where she she nice. eats, eats the gum and she gets all fat. She turned Violet's yeah. turning Violet. So, yeah. so my friend um, retweets that that gif, and she goes, "Chance of getting COVID high. Chance of getting diabetes higher." And she was referencing those old diabetes commercials. And I thought that was hilarious, but of course we made someone very angry. So we, so I, we had to apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry you were offended, but it was a joke and we don't take, you know, diabetes lightly. We're just trying to have fun in quarantine. Gotta make fun of someone. That's probably why I don't, I, 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 I probably don't tweet as much as, and I'm not, I'm not usually, I don't tweet a whole lot in general anyway, but I don't do it as much even though i've got all this free time now yeah most of my tweets are replies every tweet makes someone mad that's there's just too many people out there yeah yeah no no one's moderate it's everything's polarizing so like uh when i work wrestling i put pre-rep on my form and i roll it up saw that yeah that's a sweet trick the nose plugs in there and um the gauze i took a picture of that and someone was triggered because the glove, instead of being pulled all the way down, it was like kind of like rolled up, like right here. And they're like, you need to untuck that glove. And I was like, calm down. Wow. There was uh, one time we had a home football game and a parent, I think it was an alumni's parent. So the kid wasn't even playing. Came to the game, came up to me and reprimanded me for my students not using hand sanitizer. 
And I was just like, <laughs> what? So I went to my students. I was like, do you guys use hand sanitizer? Like, whenever we touch someone, we use hand sanitizer. But they had the small little thing, so they just like, so no one could see. And I'm getting reprimanded from an alumni's parent about them not using hand sanitizer. So I found, I saw exactly where he sat. This is Petty Ed. I brought the huge jug of hand sanitizer out and I made sure all my students would just look at him and hand sanitize like every five minutes during a football game. But he was triggered because he thought we weren't using hand sanitizer. That's the same level of petty that I am. I'm that yeah. petty. Yeah, I really wanted to put a sign and I'd go there and give him the middle finger, but uh no, I, Eli's too nice. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Uh, I try to be, man. I try to be. Let's talk about how <laughs> nice Eli is. He's too nice. Stop being way too nice. Yeah, way too nice. Just trying to. I'm just trying to. You know, I don't know. Just trying to be a good person, man. That's it. Like, he's trying. Know, he's like, trying to be. He's being the ray of sunshine in my cloudy life right now. <laughs> no, hey, let, let's ask you nah. a, a very serious question. Hey, when you were working for yeah. the NFL, um, yep. For everybody that had pain. Is it true that they just like go in the back room and juice them up with like anti-inflammatories? Um, we you don't have to okay. you don't have to answer that. I was watching a documentary and they're like everybody. I forgot the name of the uh, anti-inflammatory. It's a painkiller. So we have a handful of them. So I mean, so short answer, yes. Um, it true. depends on the like the type of anti-inflammatory kind of depends on the injury and like how like how immediate we need it to like act, how severe it is. So um, the like lightest anti-inflammatory would rarely we would get like diclofenac is like super like low what grade. You got? Mostly. Okay. So um, endomethacin was our most popular one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Toradol. Toradol. Toradol, yep. pills, Toradol, yep. Toradol. That was a big thing. Um, however, with Toradol, they were never prescribed. Um, we would prescribe more like endomethacin, but with Toradol, we had pill form and the injection form. Um, both options were available to athletes, but we had them always at the beginning of the season or any, if they, if they got signed on in the middle of the season, uh, there was a waiver to sign um, if they would potentially would want to receive that type of anti-inflammatory. Uh, we kind of go through and explain, we had this whole packet kind of explain everything about um, uh, about the medication and risks associated with it. And then if they needed it, so like on game day, guys would come and, and they would ask for Toradol. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, well, why? You know, and they're like, whatever the reason is. And as long as they weren't taking any other medica medications, we would give it football. to them. Like, um, yeah, like we need, we need guys to, to play. I mean, they're getting, some of them get, you know, get paid a million dollars a game. You know, if they want an anti-inflammatory to help a little bit with the pain or whatever it may be, um, but we were never like, Hey guys, come over here, line up, like start cramming all these pills down your throat. If there was an injury, thousand percent, they're getting anti-inflammatories instantly. Like we were not going to wait because time is of, is of the essence. So we had prescription meds in the training room. We would hand out like, you know, of course, under doctor's orders, we would just call up our team doc and say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. So that's like, this is going on. Can I give them some, uh, some endo? And it like, sure. Or give them something else instead. Um, but the tour at all, was very much by request and then we wouldn't push it like cram it down guys throats and then they had the option to take either pill form or the injectable version 
uh, IM or, um, you know, and they also sign, you know, again, a waiver going over the, all the benefits, like the, not the benefits, all the side effects of the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, so medication, it's, it is big, but um, not in a way I, I don't, I haven't seen, I don't really watch many like football documentaries or anything, but like, um, it's not like guys like line up with their butt cheeks hanging out and then we're just, you know, injecting them. They make it sound like in the, uh, some of the documentaries. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it did used to be that way. Like I know it used to be like that, like before I got there, like talking to some of the old timers that were in the league. Um, it definitely <coughs> used to be like that, but not when, not when I was there. Um, and so that's, and, that, and it's changed. And obviously like, I mean, now it's just been getting more and more strict, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not the case, at least with, the teams that I've been with and some of the people that, that I know out of the 32 teams, is there going to be one that maybe still does it? Maybe. Uh, but generally a lot of them are kind of moving away from it just because they are running into a lot of those like legal issues. Mm-hmm. I want random question. What's the craziest injury where you're like, this guy's actually playing with this injury. Like you never thought that someone could ever play with that type of injury. Um, it would be, the offensive there was an offensive lineman who had completely destroyed his knee um he had an unhappy triad he had a torn vmo um he had a torn uh, yeah acl pcl mcl meniscus uh vmo was gone uh, their whole knee got like destroyed the the v, the vmo was just like shredded um and he was a, a veteran so he was a little bit older into his 30s uh, he's probably like 34 at the time uh, of the injury. Anyway, uh, we got less than a minute, but he ended up rehabbing. I'm like, dude, this guy, like, I don't know how he's going to come back, but he came yeah. back and played uh, two or three more years in the, in the, in the league. And then before he, wow. he retired, which I didn't think was not going to happen because that knee was just gone. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. We have one minute and I'm going to close on a positive note. And I'm going to read you two of my awesome tweets that totally deserve more likes and retweets. For sure. All right. Um, that's like trainers. Now is not the time to be afraid of change, adversity, growth, or the unknown. The healthcare industry needs us. They need the best us. Grow, <coughs> flourish, begin a new chapter. We might be far from home, far from athletics, but we are still healthcare. Show your value and show your impact. Number one. That's number That's All right. Now number two. We got what, less than a minute? Even in these unique and challenging times, we athletic trainers continue to show the world our impact, value, flexibility, growth, hospitality, empathy, ability to connect to others, knowledge, skills, and problem solving, healthcare through action. So even if you're sitting at home and you don't feel valuable and you don't feel like you make an impact, you do and you are. So keep doing it. Keep on going on. Thousand percent. Totally agree with you. Thanks for coming on. Don't go away after that because we're going to talk more. Unless you don't want to, that's fine too. Whatever. No, I want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>